Hello and welcome to this program. This program has been titled and is entitled All In, meaning all in with the Lord. But today I'd like to like divert into a different direction a little bit because as I talk to different people who are believers around this country, I find that people are coming from so many diverse ways that they don't even necessarily understand the power that is granted to each one of us through Jesus the Christ. You know, as you study science, and, and I find that there are those people who are Christians that don't want to hear about science, but there are those who do. And then there are those who are just all into science, and they don't want to hear about being a Christian. So today I'm diverting in a major way to talk about all the wonders that God created and how he created them to our benefit as believers. And that in this world that we live in, with the amazing structure that holds it together. I think so many times as Christians, we're just falling asleep and not realizing that the God of the universe, and the scientists won't call him that, of course, they'll call, they won't even call, they won't even admit to a great designer. They just want to say some alien. Well, so the great divine alien person God that caused everything to happen so that we are able to be alive on a planet with oxygen that allows us to live we can have a personal relationship with. And that, to me, is so amazing that the all-powerful, I don't know how else to say it, God of the universe, creator, divine creator, who made the body you're living in, also created the atmosphere and the earth and all that's in it, for us to occupy, wants to have a personal friendship and relationship with each one of us. To me, that is amazing. And today I want to talk about more of the scientific aspect of that, involving the structure of how God created everything, the atom. And how, whether you like it or not, and I don't care if you don't like what I'm about to say, because truth is always truth. And religion, I hate to say it, has watered down the power of God to such a point where people don't even know what to expect, and even if it's God's will, for them to have anything good. I hear people all the time, well, we'll see what God's will is. Read the Bible. The Bible is an outline of God's will for your life. 
If you haven't read the Bible and asked the Holy Spirit to show you God's will, then you don't deserve to even get into the category of those receiving God's will. I'm telling you, it's easy today. It wasn't easy when the people who actually contributed to writing the Bible and making the stories had to give up their lives so you could have a story to read. I want to talk to you today about the world of atoms, the quantum physics of the world, the law of attraction. We say, what are you talking about? You're starting to sound like a psychic. No, I'm sounding like a Christian that knows the author and finisher of his faith. I'm sounding like someone who wants to know that if God Almighty went out of his way to create, design, and build a structure for you and I to take full dominion over, then why am I not doing it better? And why are you not doing it better? That's our job. In the beginning, Adam had full domination, and he gave it up to Lucifer, gave it over to Lucifer, and lost full dominion. Jesus came as an act of love. God already had this plan from the foundation of the earth. Don't tell me God found out about Adam and didn't know about what happened with the garden and the tree. God knew it was coming, and he had a plan to leave this great universe in a, in a, in a spirit of love, not of fear. And what did Adam say when he sinned in the garden and ate from the other tree? He, he was afraid. The first time fear ever entered the equation was when Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I submit to you that you and I are eating daily, whether you know it or not, from that tree of good and evil, knowledge of good and evil still, and we get a steady dose of it, especially if you're a news person, if you're someone who's just readily opened up to receive what some other authority has to say, whether it's a scientist or whether it's a newscaster or whoever, if it's not rooted in the Word of God. So here we are in this age, in this year, trying to get back to where Adam was before he fell. God made Adam so marvelously that he didn't have to work, yet all things came into his hand that he needed when he needed them. Because God created a world that our scientists today are still trying to figure out and in the quantum physics of it, the quantum mechanics of it, the quantum biology of it, it is so incredibly, wonderfully made that all Adam had to do was 
use his imagination, speak what he wanted, and he was made, and we are made, in the same image and likeness of God Almighty, the divine creator. If you want to call him the alien, the great alien, I don't care. It's still the creator, the divine creator of all that you live in. And for anyone, I mean anyone, to suggest that it just popped into existence and that out of nothing came all divine order, I would have to suggest that that person is not competent. Because when you just think from nothing came everything, you see it came from somewhere. Oh yeah, the scientists say, there was a big bang. And from the point of the Big Bang, we can tell you everything that happened. How nice for you. But the Big Bang was caused by something. It was a divine bang. It was God in Genesis saying, Light be. And bang. There was a bang. And that bang began to create light and light began to create the universe and continues to expand it at the rate of 186,000 miles per second. Now, here's what I want to talk about today. You think, Art, boy, you get out there. Yeah, I am really out there because I want to talk about how prayer really works and how you and I can pray and be guaranteed guaranteed that that prayer will come to pass as long as you're praying for something that aligns itself with God's Word and His will. But don't go saying we're waiting to see what His will is. He left you His last will and testament. That's what we have. The New Testament is Jesus' last will and testament, and he came from God. If you saw him, you saw the Father. If you heard him, you heard the Father. <clears throat> so here we are. The world that God created, the one that you live in, is created from atoms and electrons and things you can't see, the visible and the invisible. I know in most churches there's a prayer that says we believe in the visible and the invisible. Well, what is it you believe about the invisible? Because that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about something that should convince you that prayer is so definite that it can't help itself but be answered if you don't quit on it. And that's where the quantum world comes in. That's where the law of attraction comes in. I mean, today I hear a lot of young people talking about the law of attraction. If you go on Google or YouTube and you put in the law of attraction, you get a ton of information. And even through business and Napoleon Hill and all he wrote, he talked about it and how people became millionaires when they first started to learn about this law. And yet Christians somehow want to avoid it. It somehow must be witchcraft. 
No, it was created by the Father for you, and you reject it, so therefore it's used by everyone else who thinks it just happens to be there. The Christians ought to be taking advantage of it. But here's the deal. Yes, you attract what you put out. And I know a lot of people think that they just put out good vibes all day long. I'm going to get good vibes back. I'm going to get it back. And to a degree, that's true. But you don't attract what you want. You attract what you are, who you are in your heart. And that, my friend, is where all 66 books of the Bible come in. That Bible is a user-friendly manual on how to operate quantum physics, quantum mechanics, and quantum biology. Say, Art, you're going off, man. You're way out there. Just listen to this. Quantum, the word quantum, and what all of this means is the atomic and the subatomic and the subatomic and the subatomic structure of everything that exists. I'm sitting on a chair right now that's made out of atoms. They're vibrating at a frequency, and the electrons around them all tell it to be glued together to hold this chair together so I can sit in it. And if they start vibrating at a different frequency or change what they are as an atom, the chair no longer exists. And that's what happens if you burn it up or if you smash it. You change the structure. Atoms, the atomic, the subatomic, the subatomic, the subatomic, at the lowest level. And then you jump over to Mark 4. That's right, the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 11. The sower sows the word. And Jesus said it's like a mustard seed that's sown into the earth at the subatomic level. Because it's the subatomic level where all things begin to exist. God created it that way. In the Our Father, he tells us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallow, holy be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Well, what do you think it is in heaven? It's utilizing and knowing how to utilize what God has made for the good of all. So, on this program, yes, I'm talking about quantum subatomic structures. And I'm going to suggest to you and tell you to meditate on this. When two or more agree in prayer as to touching anything, at the subatomic, subatomic, lowest level of atomic structure, it begins to gather intelligence and bring together all the matter or materials necessary for that prayer to be answered. And if you don't quit on it, then it will come to pass. Now, I can read you many scriptures to back it up, but before I do that, I want to talk to you about the spiritual laws that affect all this going on. Like the people out there today that are all excited now because I mentioned the law of attraction or the law or, or, or quantum. 
here is the highest spiritual law that activates what I'm talking about. The law of love. That's right. Loving one another as Jesus loved the church, we are to love one another. And he left us with that great command. Now, if everything you do today is rooted and grounded in love, then you are turning on and opening the door for quantum to work in your life. But if you are upset, if you let things upset you, if you are in the blame stage, it's always somebody else's fault that something happened to you. Oh, you can blame the devil. Or you can blame someone for doing something. But if you're in stage four, there's four stages. There's the building stage, the management stage, the defensive stage, and the blame stage. If you're in the blame stage, you're not in love. I don't care who you are, you're not in love. If you are retaliating or upset with someone or in unforgiveness, and you may have to go back through your life. And I mean go back through your life and find out where you started being mad at someone or not forgiving them. Or if you had a bad marriage or a bad experience and that person left or this, and you're still holding that, you are stopping the laws of quantum and attraction from bringing to you what you want. You are stopping it. So you can tell me all day long that you, as a non-Christian, know how these laws work. And I'm going to tell you that the law of love supersedes every one of them and either causes them to work or causes them to shut down. So, how do we begin? Where do we begin? I don't know. Gee, let's start in 1 Corinthians 13. The, the talks about love. And I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible because it amplifies the Hebrew language. That's pretty much what that means. And it says here, if I can, and now if you're a religious person or someone who really is into the Lord and you're still not getting your prayers answered, listen carefully because I'm going to read this. If I can speak in tongues, now if you can speak in the tongues, a heavenly language, that's a great gift. Everybody should have that. And I don't like going through a day without do using it, okay? But if you can speak in tongues of men and even of angels, but have not love, that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion, such as inspired by God's love for us, for and in us, I'm only a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. So if you're upset with somebody... If you're in unforgiveness with somebody, and you walk around thinking you're something because you can speak in a heavenly language, you can speak in tongues, you're a gong. You are not operating in the quantum. You are operating in, in against yourself. God is saying this. Jesus is saying this. And if I have prophetic powers, if you're a prophet, oh, Oh, I have prophecy. I'm going to prophesy over you. Do you ever run into somebody like that? Every time you turn around, they want to lay hands on you and pray and tell, oh, this is coming down the road. Maybe you know somebody like that. A prophet. 
and they and the gift of interpreting and divine and the divine will purposeful and understand all secrets and mysteries and i possess all knowledge and if i have sufficient faith so i can remove mountains but i have not love god's love in me then i am nothing i'm a useless nobody so if you have the gift of prophecy and you feel it's your duty to walk up to someone and prophesy over them, but then somehow that prophecy has negative in it and you're judging them, you're out of love and you're a nobody. That's the word of God. We are to be in love. That's our first command to be in love. Okay. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor, if you give, just like the rich young ruler, let's suppose he would have did the right thing. And he gave everything away, like Jesus suggested, but didn't have love, it would have been useless. So when you're tithing, or you're sowing, and you resent that you're doing it, or you're not in actual love and freely giving it, you have your reward. It's not coming back. I know a lot of people say, oh, I'm, a, I'm a tither, I give, I give, but I don't see it coming back a hundredfold. That's because you're out of love. You're not operating in love. You are operating, you're, you're, you're putting strings on it in the spirit. We need to judge ourselves. We need to get this right. Because then, at the quantum level, when you pray, immediately things will begin to happen. Love endures long. So how long? Long. <laughs> Love doesn't stop in 10 seconds. You can't be nice to somebody and turn around and talk about them. You can't do that. Stop talking about people as if you're better than them. That's important. Love endures long and is patient and is kind. Love never is envious or... Uh, boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vain, not uh, does not display itself haughtily. Love doesn't do that. We need to learn the law of love. This is a spiritual law. No different than gravity. No different than giving. What you give, you receive. But this is the highest love. Love is the highest. It is not conceited, arrogant, or inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. It doesn't insist, for it is not self-seeking. It is not self-seeking. What does that mean? Love <clears throat> means that you aren't after just helping yourself. You're after helping others, loving others, as Christ loved the church. We need to operate in love to operate the law of quantum. In the kingdom, thy kingdom come, thy love come on earth as it is in heaven. It's not touchy or fretful. 
or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffering wrong. It pays no attention to a suffering wrong. So we are not, we shouldn't be complainers. Now listen, I know, I know things happen. You say, I have a right to complain. No, you don't. Not if you want to operate in the law of love. We need to absorb it all and turn around and say, Father, they know not what they do. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, everything is, everything is ready, excuse me, love never fails. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It's, is it, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. It hopes are fadeless under the circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. It doesn't weaken. It doesn't give up. It just expects the best. Something great's going to happen. Something good is going to happen. It doesn't complain. It doesn't find fault. Um, love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift will come and go. It'll be fulfilled and passed pass away. Tongues, they will be destroyed or cease for the knowledge. It will pass away. For our knowledge is fragmentary and our prophecy teachings are fragmentary, incomplete, imperfect. But when the complete or perfect total comes, the incomplete and imperfect will vanish away. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. Now, we're about to pray for something. You have something you want to pray for. Or you have something in your life you're unhappy with the way it is. You want to see it change. Good. Because Jesus said, where two or more agree, it shall be done. But let's first examine ourselves, and get into the law of love. That's right, the law of love. That's the number one highest spiritual law. So if you're out there saying, man, I'm a good Christian. I'm out there, and I'm doing tithing, and I'm giving, but but you're still complaining, and you are operating the laws of quantum, you've even learned about them, and you're operating, oh yeah, the law of attraction, oh yeah, what goes around comes around, what I give out, I can get back, I can vibrate and get it back. Yes, you can, but you're going to get back what you are, not what you want. And the law of quantum, and the law of physics that God created, that you're surrounded in, will only bring you what you want when you operate from love. So we're talking about this highest spiritual law that Jesus left us with, the law of love. And as we learn how to operate this law, now I'm going to show you how the quantum kingdom that God created absolutely every time works and never fails. 
never fails. God's word never returns void ever. And here's why. Right after we come back from these messages, I will tell you how it works. Don't go away. 